1: Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll.
2: Welcome to Biblical Citizens. Let's roll. Is it even safe to fly anymore? Have you heard about Captain Bob Snow, a veteran airline pilot who recently had a cardiac arrest seven minutes after landing the commercial aircraft he was flying? He was able to safely land the aircraft with all the passengers intact, but if it had been just a few minutes earlier... There could have been a catastrophic outcome. Captain Snow believes it was caused, this heart problem that he had, by the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 injection that he was forced to take or lose his job. This story has been covered up by our mainstream media, but we are bringing it to you today. Captain Snow is not the only pilot suffering from these events. Now, we're going to hear about it from Josh Yoder, who's also a commercial airline pilot, and he's also president of of U.S. Freedom Flyers, a newly formed organization that's helping pilots and flight staff deal with these vaccine injuries and these mandates. He's speaking out about the problem. He's holding the FAA, the airlines, and the unions, and the government accountable through lawsuits. So welcome today, Josh. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about
3: this. Kathleen, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.
2: I met you at the Eagle Forum Annual Conference held last Saturday in Orange, California, where you were one of the main speakers. I was very impressed, impressed by your message. You said it's a critical problem and this, that this story should be headline news in all the newspapers, but they're hushing it up, aren't they?
3: Yeah, that, that's right. This absolutely should be headline news, and I can tell you that it's 100% being covered up by the FAA, the Department of Transportation, the airlines, and and even, sadly, the, the pilots who are experiencing the issues because what we have to understand here is that every single person that's involved in in, in this issue um, has criminal and civil liability, especially if the pilot continues, you know, chooses to fly, continue to fly with with known health issues, um, and that, that's directly in violation of um, federal aviation regulations. Um, so, I'll just give a bit of background on U.S. Freedom Flyers and how we started. It started back okay. in August. You know, this is when the when when the front of the mandates, you know, was coming down, and so. Initially, the the charter of U.S. Freedom Flyers was to do what the unions were not doing for us, which was representation. Um, initially, it was about our jobs. It was about our jobs and our freedom. That's how we started. Oh. Um, now, fast fast forward nine months, um, we we we've come into a very different scenario. You know, we were very successful, um, pretty much across the board, all except for a couple of companies um, who did then ultimately accept. They they, they backed down and they accept religious and medical exemptions, which which is a huge win for us. Um, What we're seeing now, though, is so many people were coerced and threatened into getting the vaccine under threat of losing their jobs that we're now starting to see the the medical issues uh, surrounding the jab. We know that, you know, per Pfizer's own documents, we see things like side effects of myocarditis, pericarditis, uh, blood clots, strokes, neurological conditions. Um, and, and, those, those, uh, side effects are starting to manifest themselves. We're, we're seeing it, um, it's becoming like a very widespread problem with not, not just within the airline industry, um, across the board, but obviously our, our focus is primarily the airline industry. And, and people like, uh, Captain Snow, who you talked about, you know, Captain Snow, he was flying American Airlines 1067 from Denver to Dallas, Fort Worth on April 9th. And within just, within just minutes of touchdown, he went into cardiac arrest, um, at the gate. Yeah. And had that happened just 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 a few moments before uh, the outcome of American Airlines 1067 could have could have been a very different outcome. And I can tell you the captain's so story is not uh, some isolated incident. Uh, we have lots of people that are having issues. It's just something that you don't hear about because the mainstream media isn't covering it. And and pilots are completely deincentivized from coming forward with their problems, because when they do, um, they, they they stand to, to risk their careers, to, to to lose their entire career, what they've worked for their whole lives, you know. Yes. And so we have this issue, and, and we're trying to find a solution to where we can bring the companies, the unions, you know, FAA, Department of Transportation, all of these people together to, to find a reasonable solution to the problem.
4: I was really impressed, Josh, in, in hearing about your meeting with Kathleen, and also reading that you were specific to specific to uh, Captain Snow. You were able to bring in Dr. Peter McCullough, who's one of the top cardiologists in the world. We've seen him speak multiple times, as well as other doctors, a legal team. So what kinds of things did, first of all, what did Dr. Peter McCullough say about Captain Snow in that case? And then share a little bit about some other things he said about this situation. Well,
2: and the question was, in the speech that you gave before, was it really the vaccine that caught, and it's, and it's not even a vaccine, it's an injection, it's an experimental injection. But was it the cause, for sure, of the of the heart event, the cardiac arrest, is that provable? What did Dr. McCullough say about that? Does it really, you know, sure. can they prove the the causation?
3: Sure, yeah, I'll be happy to address all of that. So so first of all, yeah, U.S. Freedom Flyers has established a, a very powerful, uh, world-renowned team of both legal experts and, and medical experts um, who did come to Captain Snow's um, assistance uh, when he was in the hospital in Dallas. You know, what's really interesting is this happened 10 minutes away from American Airlines headquarters and um, also from the headquarters of the Allied Pilots Association, which is the union that's supposed to be representing Captain Snow. Um, their level of involvement was uh, pretty much near zero, um, which is just really interesting that, that they didn't come to his aid. They, they, they didn't want to be there for him. Like, they, I was at the hospital. You know, our, our lawyers were at the hospital. All these different doctors showed up. For um, all these people to assist him, like doing the very things that the company, the union, should have been doing for him. And um, as far as as proving the causation of what happened to him, what I will tell you is this, is Captain Snow didn't have any cardiac issues prior to uh, this event. Um, I believe it was in, it was back in November when he got his Johnson & Johnson shot, and he did it under coercion. He actually made a video from the ICU where he talks about this. He said, I did this because American Airlines coerced me into doing it. Um, I would have never done it on my own. I only did it because I, I had to provide for my family. Um, right. So what we're in the process of doing now is a series of cardiac MRIs and other, other um, very extensive cardiac testing to actually prove the direct linkage between the Johnson & Johnson shot um, and, and the cardiac event that he experienced on April 9th. Um, so, you know, obviously this is going to go to court. It's going to be picked apart in a courtroom. And, and we have to make sure that we have the absolute, you know, direct and fundamental evidence um, that, that actually proves this. And and that's what we're in the process of doing now.
2: Well, we have heard Dr. McCullough, and he definitely makes the link with the shots and the cardiac events. And he can give you the evidence. He He's, he's only the top cardiologist in the world. And he can show you all the charts, all the studies, all the... The double blind placebo tests, all. So didn't he, uh, recommend that, did he recommend that all the pilots should be getting these tests, the, uh, cardiac MRI, the D dimer test, the EKGs, or just the ones experiencing symptoms or? or what did he recommend for, for other people besides Dr. St- or Captain Snow?
3: Yeah, that that's correct. What you're referencing is the letter that we sent to the FAA Department of Transportation, all the major airlines back in December. And Dr. McCullough was one of the signatories on that letter. Um, that letter made a recommendation saying that all vaccinated pilots should be tested for cardiac issues um, with the very test that you just mentioned um, because of the known side effects of these vaccines. Um, th- this is a, a, a direct threat to aviation safety. And and what is completely shocking is that the FAA went along with when the FDA came out and said you know Pfizer's approved, they actually didn't say that, right? So that was the messaging being put out. What was actually approved was something called Comernity, um, which is not commercially available in the United States. Right, still, still not. not. Um, yeah, still not. No. So every every pilot out there is taking an experimental. Everybody who's taking any of these jabs is taking an experimental medication who, it, that is actually not FDA approved. Um, contrary to the popular narrative that's being put out in our media. Um, what makes this so interesting is that the FAA, never in their history, have they ever approved um, an experimental, you know, vaccine or other medication and actually allow pilots to take it uh, just carte blanche. You know, there there is no one size fits all solution to, to any of this, and um, the FAA has has completely violated their charter of safety, yeah. um, which is really like, like like the primary reason they exist. And and, and they they have just they have just completely uh, completely failed this time around. I I'm I, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked at, at the level of negligence that happened. I mean, recently we saw uh, Director Steve Dixon uh, from the FAA. He he resigned, and you know he said he was resigning due to, to family issues, et cetera. Um, I uh, I think that it's um probably quite quite a bit more involved than that. Um, I've had direct communication with, with, with you know very top level people within the FAA, um, including Director Dixon. And um, I can tell you that that a lot of heads are rolling right now. I'm actually just before I got on the show. I just got off the phone with a with a very senior FAA official um, who is squarely on our side and who you know has read that FAA letter and 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 firmly believes that that the recommendations made therein um, should be adhered to.
2: But Again, they would happening. have to admit liability if they did that, wouldn't they? They would have to admit that they did something wrong. And yes, it's it's prohibited to mandate an EUA product only authorized under emergency use. You have to give informed consent. So they would have to admit liability if they went ahead and did those recommendations. And, and are they making any progress towards maybe doing it?
3: No, you're you're 100% uh, correct. They would be admitting civil and criminal liability. And so therein lies the problem that we're currently up against. Right. So the FAA, the airlines, the Department of Transportation and the unions all have criminal and civil liability. And now we have these pilots and flight attendants and all these other different people that are being affected within our work groups um, that that are having these problems. And if they if they're flying with a known um, health issue, that would typically prohibit them from flying. And they're still doing it. Now they also have liability. So what we're trying to do, obviously, we're filing lawsuits against everyone that I just mentioned. Um, These are going to be massive landmark cases that are are going to drag on for many years. Um, But what I'm also trying to do on the side here is to actually establish a solution, because the most important thing that we're dealing with here is public safety and also getting help to the people who have been vaccine injured. And so, um, you know, with that in mind, uh, you, you can see the complexity of the issue. Yeah. Um and I don't I don't claim to have all the answers. What I will tell you is we're working with, with some incredible people. People like Dr. McCullough, people like Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers, Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long, you know, Senate whistleblowers, um, who are, are working to find a solution. But in order to find a true solution to this issue, we're gonna to have to have cooperation from all parties involved. Josh, and, I wanna
4: explore some more of that right after the break. We're coming up against the break, but stay tuned folks. We gotta dig deeper into this, including the issue of passenger safety. Be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melinakis, on K Praise. We are back with Josh Yoder, commercial airline pilot and the head of U.S. Freedom Flyers, which we're learning about is very significant organization. So, Josh, we've talked about Dr. Peter McCullough and his, his uh, analysis of the Captain Snow case. Didn't Dr. McCullough or some of his colleagues also make an estimate of perhaps, you know, what percentage? It, we know it's not just him but did Dr. McCullough estimate you know what percentage of pilots might be suffering from some sort of heart damage at this point?
3: Sure yeah this is actually a conversation that that, that I had with Dr. McCullough it's been several months ago at a dinner party and now I just want to emphasize that we've not done any studies yet surrounding this um but but what we're seeing um what we're seeing uh, just just across the normal population right there's an estimation that if all pilots were run through these specific cardiac tests. You know, the D-dimer, the troponin level, uh, the fresh EKG, and a cardiac MRI. Um, that there's a high probability that that around a, uh, around 30% um, could, could could potentially be affected by this. You know, so that that's a very large number, especially considering that. You know, I would say on average across the industry, we're probably looking at like eighty percent vaccination rates. Um, so, so this is like truly wow. concerning. And, and I can tell you that the, the, the people that that I talk to that have cardiac issues, um, I'm I'm only seeing a a small percentage of what's actually out there because I don't have a way to to access you know company documents, union documents, like all of that. I only know the people that that, that call me and tell me they're having problems, and, and I get these calls almost daily. Um and I can tell you that the level that I'm seeing is is very concerning it's very concerning and dr McCullough is concerned um Lieutenant colonel Pete chambers and Lieutenant colonel Teresa long um you know they're seeing it in real time you know um Pete and teresa they're they're very senior army uh flight surgeons and and what they're seeing within their ranks is just unconscionable it is unbelievable the things that are happening. People are going out and getting their boosters and within you know a week or two have a, a really like rare like a uh, rapid onset cancer, um, heart disease, um, you know, pulmonary embolisms—just so many different things that are happening—and and this is directly tied to the DMed data, um, which, which uh, Lieutenant Girl Teresa Long and Peter Chambers—they um, were actually, you know, Senate whistleblowers—and they came out with this data, which is just—it it is completely damning. It has been completely covered up uh, by by the mainstream media, which is just incredible, because um, the DMed the DMed database is considered to be one of the most premier. Uh, medical databases in the world, right? So it takes everyone within the Department of Defense and, and every, every um, medical event or, um, yeah, essentially medical event that they've had every time they're seen by a doctor, it's entered in there, right? And so what we saw was like over a five-year average in 2021 from January to October, so a 10-month period, we saw things like over 300% increases in myocarditis, pericarditis, spontaneous abortion, um, 1,135% increase in neurological conditions. This, this is truly shocking. Yeah. And, and when you apply this to the aviation community, the people that are flying you around the skies, I, I, I think it's cause for concern. And what's the most shocking item out of all of this is the fact that the airlines and the unions of the FAA are doing nothing about
2: it. That is scandalous, and so it, it depends on people like us, the independent media. We're, we we reach San Diego, but what about all the people around the country that aren't finding out about this? This is a scandal. It's getting more critical every day isn't it uh
4: even some of the more conservative uh, tv outlets which have a lot of good information but when it comes to going against big pharma you don't see that i'm not saying you don't see it but you don't see it as much because there's just so much money folks out there did you see that pfizer just reported their first quarter profits of between nine and ten billion dollars that's not revenues now Pfizer made 21 billion dollars of vaccine of vaccine revenues in the first quarter alone. First quarter alone, that's 3 months, but they made between 9 and 10 billion of that in profit, which means a gigantic profit margin. This is unconscionable, it's corrupt. And if we had anything remotely like a like an honest media it would be screaming screaming from the headlines. But Josh, now I want to ask you a really basic question cuz I'm not I can't empathize I can empathize but I'm certainly not an airline pilot, but I sure am an airline passenger and as a business person I've flown all over the world many many times. So as a passenger, should I feel safe if if you know up to 30% of airline pilots are walking around with some sort of uh, myocardial or heart issues, um, how safe should I feel as a passenger?
3: Well, I can tell you that what the airlines and and the unions and the FAA are all uh, counting on is something that we call pilot redundancy, um, i.e. the fact that there's two of us in the flight deck. And so the probability of two pilots going down at one time, you know, at the same time, um, is a relatively low uh, probability. Where we run into an issue is this. Um, it's it's during critical phases of flight to where there's one pilot who's actively flying the airplane. So we're talking about, you know, one, 200 feet above the runway um, on landing, and the same on takeoff. If the pilot who's flying the aircraft um, experiences one of these adverse reactions, a cardiac arrest or pulmonary embolism or a chronic tonic seizure, which is something else, um, actually in the case of Captain Will Wolf, who's an American Airlines pilot who died from the Johnson Johnson shot, um, his onset of symptoms was a tonic chronic seizure, which is like, uh, once again, I'm not a doctor, but it's like a, it's like a massive like stiffening of like large muscle groups um, to to where that that stick could potentially like be shoved forward. You know, there could be there could be a compromise in and, in and, um, and that person's ability to actually fly the aircraft. So depending on where and when that happens, all it takes is one person going down to actually cause a catastrophic event and that's what we're worried about and that's what we've been warning about for many months you know and, and and we were six minutes away from that happening with captain snow and so there are other airline pilots speaking out about this greg pearson he's a major airline captain he said very publicly in a press release he said if i had experienced my adverse reactions you know when i was landing an aircraft 100 feet above the runway with 40 airplanes lined up you know on the taxiway next to me um that could have been completely catastrophic for a lot of people and then we have cody flint cody flint is someone who's uh you know, he 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 literally passed out while he was flying. He doesn't remember landing his airplane. Has zero recollection of it. Um, and then that, that
4: friends, would concern so, me as so a passenger. So go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I'm just I'm just reacting. I I'm imagining myself as a passenger, and if I knew that my uh, that my pilot had passed out uh, on landing, that would be somewhat, you know, anxiety causing
3: this this is something this is an issue that we have to address we we can no longer continue to play russian roulette with people's safety um everyone is hoping against hope that it doesn't that it doesn't happen during that critical phase of flight or that it doesn't you know or that both pilots don't go down at the same time which is honestly an unlikely scenario um but but if it's the person who's flying the airplane at 100 feet above the runway and that's when the adverse reaction happens. Now we're talking about a a very serious issue. Um, if it happens at cruise, there's there's plenty of time for the other pilot. There's actually like procedures in place you know for for pilot incapacitation that type of thing, and it, and one person will go, will um, ultimately be able to get you down safely. Um, but what we're really concerned about here are these critical phases of flight and someone experiencing the symptoms that, you know, Captain Snow, Cody Flint, and uh, Greg Pearson experienced.
4: You touched on the fact that a lot of what you're doing probably isn't a great career move. Really, basically, how are you able to keep your job during this time of not being vaccinated and then being a out-there leader in terms of uh, fighting against some very powerful people in your industry?
3: Sure, yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's an interesting question. So, um, I I actually received a a religious exemption uh, for myself, um, which ultimately like, protected my job on that front. Uh, but you make a valid point that that what I'm doing is not popular. It's going up against um, it's going up against very large multinational corporations, uh, the federal government, um, and I can just tell you that I have made peace with losing my job all the way back in August. I, I feel that this issue is is entirely too important and too critical. Uh, this is not something that I'm gonna back down on. Um, our, our goal is to make sure that all these people who have been affected receive care and that we hold the people who are liable, that we hold them accountable um, because this can never be allowed to happen again. You know, there, there, there are some things in life that, that that are far more important than money. And and this for me is precisely that. This, this is a calling. This, this is about doing the right thing regardless of what the cost is.
2: And I just feel bad for those pilots that they have to get a physical on a regular basis uh, normally and now they they have these they're having these adverse reactions they can't report it because it might ground them uh, yeah it might uh cause them to have to lose their job but but they're really caught in a really between a rock and a hard place uh but but the whole safety of all the passengers is at risk not to mention their own safety so uh something has to be done and yeah They have got to do something. So, what can passengers do? They have to be really very thoughtful about if if they even want to fly, because you said this is going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, the the odds are just there that sometime a pilot will will have an adverse reaction, right, when he's landing the plane or taking off. Uh, So, what can passengers do? Won't can't they complain to the airlines? Can't they file a complaint or can't they speak out?
3: Sure, they, they absolutely can, and, and, and you made a valid point there. What what we're looking at here is something called law of averages, right? So you look at thousands of flights per day, you know, it, it's, you know, most of the golf like completely without a hitch. Um, but if you continue to do something for a long enough period of time at a high enough frequency, at some point uh, the genie's going to come out of the bottle and someone's going to be bitten by it, right? And so I'm I'm hoping against hope. That, that these agencies and organizations are willing to come together and actually find a solution to this problem and and not wait until there is an accident. You know right. that, that, that would be unconscionable that, that we do nothing about this now and wait until there's an accident to do something about it. I, I think there's, there's plenty of evidence, plenty of enough facts right now um, that, that we should be taking decisive action. We should all be working together to ensure that, that this doesn't become a problem. And what passengers can do, um, I, I can tell you that the airlines really dislike, um, you know, bad press, bad media attention, be that social media, be that you know, national media, whatever it is. Um, you can certainly go and complain on, on their on their pages. You can contact the FAA and you can demand answers and you can demand action. Um, just just a quick Google search for, for the FAA safety reporting hotline. Uh, we'll bring that up. You can send an email. You can make a phone call. Um, and and you can demand that the FAA actually look into these issues. I, I think this is of absolutely like critical importance. As a matter of fact, just this morning, just before I got on this call, I got a call from another airline pilot, another guy experiencing myocarditis, and he's mm-hmm. being seen by a cardiologist, and and it's been diagnosed, and he's uh, he's thirty six years old. That's, also- that's to- not that, fair. That, that, to That's insane. To this, uh,
2: yeah, that doesn't just happen. Bad. That was man-made illness
4: this has been an incredible conversation josh we're gonna have to being with us we're gonna have to go for today but thanks so much we're gonna closely follow what you're doing and we encourage our listeners to support u.s freedom flyers
2: yes so we'll see you next time josh
3: yeah thank you thank you so much i enjoyed it yeah
2: it's a critical situation folks to bless your neighbor be really thoughtful about flying this is a critical situation You can help by contacting the airlines and insisting they do their duty to help pilots and to increase passenger safety. Pray for Josh and his work and support his efforts. That's Josh Yoder with U.S. Freedom Flyers. Till next week.
1: Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the Biblical Citizen.